a Pulp MX Network production. With your support of our sponsors, we have reached over 800 podcasts and counting. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, support your moto addiction by buying from our sponsors. It's the Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. Presented by Fox Racing. The original moto podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Uh, foxhead.com, visit your local authorized Fox dealer. Flex Air stuff out now. Kenny uh, Kenny Rocks and Ryan Dungy, just a couple of guys that wear Fox. Let me thank those guys for their support. And also Racer X Online. All right, of course, you guys know I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line, uh, a guy who's uh, really helped bring moto into the mainstream a lot of times over the years and has had a hell of a life, a hell of a career, and uh, happy to have him on. He's still hardcore into moto. Vanilla Ice, what's up, Ice? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. How's it going? Good. Thanks for doing this. I know you're busy, so I appreciate it. No worries, um, man. A I, moto chat, always up for that. Yeah, I actually <laughs> met you a few times. I was I was a mechanic at Moto Triple X for Nick Way back in the day, and yeah. you were around hanging out with Jordan and Eric and those guys. And uh, yeah, you were always a guy that were, seemed like into moto your whole life. And you know, of course, we know about you a little bit about your history of. Uh, of racing back in the day and everything else. Before we get into that, though, um, DIY, DIY Network, Vanilla Ice Project. Who knew Vanilla Ice is into home rentals? How did you get into that? How did you do it? Were you always something? <laughs> like, it's just so odd when I first heard that show, and it must be going well. Yeah, yeah, it's going really well. Number one on the network, six years running. And, wow. Uh, just honored, you know, that people really appreciate all the hard work it takes to make this happen. But, uh, you know, I've been doing construction for uh, 23 years, so oh, okay. it's not new to me. Yeah, uh, I'm on season six right now on the TV show. That's, you know, fairly new, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I went to design school 18 years ago, and I just found another passion that I never thought I would ever find. And uh, it just goes to show you, you know, always expect the unexpected. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, life is going to take you on many journeys. You know, and uh, it's been a it's been a wonderful ride, man. I'm just uh, I'm enjoying, you know, what, what I'm, what's going on right now. I got a new season we just finished up starts in April, mm-hmm. uh, the, end, the end of April, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's a lot of work, but you know what? It's a lot of fun, and all my guys on the show are motocrossers. Yeah, you know, my my right hand man on the show is Wes Kane, of course. Who, you know, yep. he grew up around motocross. He's the Monster Energy, uh, also the. Uh, announcer for the uh, arena cross series there and uh and then the monster cup at the end in vegas so uh you know we're all motocrossers man i mean a lot of my drywallers are motocrossers a lot of my you know uh, <laughs> contractors are motocrossers yeah. we, we're a tight community man I, you know a lot of people know me as vanilla ice uh, uh you know but uh in the moto community you know it's family love i mean i know Kevin Wyndham's grandma. I know right. Davy Coombs' mother. I know his wife, his sister, his brother. I mean, it's funny because if somebody shows up late for work, I'll say, "Man, I'm I'm gonna tell your mom," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and sure enough, I call one of my friends' mom and just you know for giggles. But uh, yeah, yeah. he's like, he comes back to work next day, you know, because he was late, and, I, and he's like, 
dude, did you call my mom? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'll call your mom on you. So we know each other. Everybody yeah. knows everybody, you know, uh, from, from, from you know, right. way back in the day. It just, yeah, it's a tight community from here to California, Florida to California, and in between Texas, too. Yeah, and you're always running moto stuff for a lot of times uh, on the show. And if I see you on uh, some tabloid or something, like anything – any sort of news, you're running a, a moto thing, you're just into it, and you've always been into it, and I think it's really cool. It helps our sport out, you know? Um, oh, it's the best, man. I mean, Travis Pastrana came and made two cameo appearances on the show. You know, they backflipping over the swimming pool as we're digging it out. <laughs> right. and, um, just, you know, it's amazing. And uh, Robbie Madison made, yeah. came in and made, made an appearance, you know, good friends of mine, and they just say, hey, man, I'm in town for the weekend. And I, and they come by, and nothing's planned you know it just right. spontaneously things happen and we're filming so it it's it's amazing <laughs> dude it's also it's also must be cool to have a personal hype man like wes <laughs> to follow you around personal well, wes hype and man I, <laughs> wes and i go way 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 back man yeah. we just we enjoy each other's company we are just you know we crack up constantly right. and just you know it's always fun it's always smiles and i like to surround myself with people who have a good work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy what, enjoying what they do and have a passion for it. And then also being a friend, uh, it just makes everything more fun and you, you enjoy what you do, you know, when you get together. So, uh, I can, you know, we, we, have a, we have a lot of fun. I can imagine the, the DIY execs. Hey, we got vanilla ice. Remember the guy, the rapper? Yeah. Okay. We got him. He's going to rental houses. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> but it works, yeah, man. It works. Exactly the way it went down right. too. Cause uh, I didn't plan this. I didn't pitch this show oh, okay. or anything. I, I didn't even want a TV show. You got to understand that I've been very successful in construction for over 23 years. Uh-huh. So for me, I didn't really even want to let the uh, cameras in to see me kind of as a normal person. <laughs> okay. Because as a musician, you kind of hide behind this mystere, mm-hmm. you know, so you have your, you have people listen to you and get to learn you through your music. And, you know, you think of Prince, you know, Prince does that very well. He yeah. hides behind a lot of, you know, walls and doesn't let people see who he really is, you know, just to make it more mysterious and yeah. by the music. That's kind of a thing musicians have always done. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, uh, this makes me look too normal and real. <laughs> and I was like, so I just, you know, kind of common thing. I overthink things and, uh, you know, it, uh, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. So, uh, you know, I didn't know if anybody wanted to watch me do construction. You wow. know, I'm thinking they, that, you know, isn't it much more entertaining to, you know, see it up on stage and going, you know, full larger than life. And uh, it just turned out to be a blessing, man. So, uh, you know, it just goes to show you expect the unexpected and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Whatever it takes you, that's where you'll be. Now, obviously, you know, you, everyone knows you for their music and you had an incredibly successful career doing that. But uh, you were in, I saw The Ridiculous Six on Netflix, Adam Sandler, you played Mark Twain. You were in a Sandler, <laughs> you were in a Sandler movie a couple years ago, and you've got this DIY thing. What do you enjoy most? Your music, your acting, this construction? What, what, like, it's so different. It's, it's all just different. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, it's an adventurous life. Um, it's kind of funny because, I, I mean, it all stems from music. You know, yep. I wrote Ice Ice Baby when I was 16 years old. So everything comes from that. And uh, before that, I got my drive, my ambition, my competitiveness from motocross. Mm-hmm. Everything I tackle in life, it translated through motocross. I, you know, I realized that nobody's when you're on the track and you're, you're in, you know, fifth place and you want to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nobody going to help you do it. You know, you're not going to win the lottery out there. It's not going to just land in your lap. You're going to have to work for it. 
And that gave me that work ethic uh, to get out and make things happen and not expect things to happen, but to make things happen. And uh, just, you know, wake up early, get a cup of coffee and go at it, man. I mean, my philosophy is we all kind of wake up the same way. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's what you do. It's what you do during the day that makes the difference. And uh, that's kind of been my attitude and my drive. And, uh, you know, I, whether it's construction or, or music, you know, it's uh, or, or even making the movies, it's all entertainment. Right. But it's, it's, it's a fun adventure for me to to you know experience all of them. I don't really favor any of them, but, uh, you know, it's nice to be a rock star on the weekend. And <laughs> it's cool to come home and do construction and kind of be a working stiff during the week. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's fun, you know. Dude, you're going to end up like Rob Schneider, just a bro of Sandler in all of his movies. <laughs> you're just oh, going to be one Rob's of those guys. Great, dude. That's... Yeah, man. Sandler's great. I talked to him last night. Man, we, we just we're good buddies, and he's just yeah. real people, you know. Yeah. I mean, just to show you how real he is, you know, I, I'll go hang out with him. We'll jam. We'll do some stuff. Um, you know, uh, he's got a band and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll freestyle things and just have fun, and we do this Christmas party and all this stuff for him, and it's an amazing time. And then, you know, after it's all over, we're like, oh, I'm kind of hungry, you know, so hey, let's go eat. And Sam was like, yeah, let's go eat. I'm on ice, man. And I'm thinking we're going somewhere fancy, you know, uh-huh. and we end up at Waffle House, bro. And I'm like, that is just a real dude. Right. You know, that yeah. is just real. You know, straight gangster real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really, right? That's OG, true. man. And he's just funny all the time. So, you know, right. good company, good yeah. people. Um, I'm honored. What do you got for a bike now? Do you got one? How much do you ride now? Yeah. Yeah, I ride. Um, I have a 450 KX14 uh, model. Mm-hmm. Need to update to a new one, but when you're doing construction, you know, it, sure. you, you walk by it in your garage more than you, you get the saddle <laughs> you up. get on and, it, right? And, 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 and it talks to you. My bike says, man, get on me and ride. <laughs> Let's go. I'm right. way too clean sitting over here in the garage. And uh, this is embarrassing, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and it really, it really talks to me. <laughs> you got Yeah, you got to get, got to get back on there. Yeah, get, get it oh, out. I know, I do, man. I do, I do. Uh, I'm the six lap wonder king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't I it funny? So like rust, I got to get the rust off, man. <laughs> well, like, but, but, like, by all accounts, from people I talk to that know you from back in the day, you were a good rider, and uh, and so yeah, it's one of those things where now, as you're older, you're like, you remember how you used to be, and you're probably like, you're like, God damn. <laughs> I can't do that anymore, or I can't jump that, or whatever. You know, I don't want to jump well, that. I'm still jumping the same stuff and still going as fast. It just don't go as long. Right, right. Same with dancing. You know, I still got the moves. Yeah, but yeah. I can't go as long, and it hurts the next day a lot more. Right. Yeah, really. Right. <laughs> um, I can't tie my shoes for a week. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I just saw you in Atlanta Supercross. Uh, you went and checked it out. You're in the middle of a tour right now, actually, and uh, and you found time for um, for the Atlanta Supercross. What do you think when you go to Supercross now? Obviously, uh, you know, the, I don't know how many of the guys you still know. Um, I know back in the day, like with MC and all that, you were around more. But what do you think of when you when you go to Supercross now? Oh, I love it, man. It's yeah. evolved. It just keeps getting bigger and better and so entertaining. You know, it's gotten more entertaining throughout the years. I mean, if you're a hardcore moto guy, you don't really care about all that, you know, kind of fluff. But from the entertainment side, watching it on TV, uh, you know, and and seeing it live, it has grown. And you know, with all the, the pyrotechnics and all the cool, the way the the whole show kind of flows, it's 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 uh, 
you know, less uh, boring for the people who aren't heavy moto people, you know. Heavy moto people don't give a damn. We breathe <laughs> dirt, you know. Right, we get right. out there and just, you know, put our mouth over the exhaust and inhale. So it's like, you know, uh, but but the entertainment side, it's bringing more families out there and, and making it, you know, really fun to watch on TV and, 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 and be a part of it when you go live. So it's uh, definitely grown. And, and I know all the riders pretty much still, you yeah. know, uh, I was walking, I, I, I saw Mitch Payton, of course, from the old school, had right. to say hello to him. We go way back. Uh, Bevo, of course, Bevo, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, who did I see? Trey Kennard. Oh man. I've, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm great friends with Ricky Carmichael. I talk to him all the time. And like I said, I mean, I can run down every name, yeah, yeah. every rider out there and I can, I can not even just name the, the famous name of the rider, but I can also name probably the rider's family, his brothers, sisters, mothers, grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. No, that's cool. It, it goes that way, man, and it's fun, you know, and, and it's a trusted community. So that's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. when you grow up in that, it, you know, it's like, it's like that's it's like military. You just you know to trust the people, you know. You know what's funny is uh, you can get the dirt on anybody, really. Yeah, oh yeah, you can. No, you can. You know what's funny is you're so yeah, like you've raced forever and you you know what the sport's all about. But then like you have this whole uh, Vanilla Ice entertainer singer thing, and it's interesting listening to you talk about Supercross because you're coming at it as you're an entertainer, like in your life, and you're coming at it the sport from an entertainment look at it but yet you're still in the moto so it's interesting like for me to listen to you the first thing you bring up is like what a show it is how entertaining it is and i guess more than anybody you know that's what it has to be right that's what it is that's what it needs to be absolutely i mean change is great i like it you know mm-hmm. and uh it's changed for the better it's made made it more entertaining for a, a broader demographics and i guess coming from tv and and, yeah. and movies and understand I, I music i understand how it all works from an entertainment perspective you know and how people view it so uh it has uh because you know it used to be pretty much just kind of the hardcore you know moto people mm-hmm. yeah and uh it has grown in, in such a way because of jeremy mcgrath and what they've done, taking it, you know, into another, you know, another plateau from what it was when it was Roger DeCoster and Marty Smith and Goat Brecker and Jeff Ward and right. Johnny O'Mara. And, you know, it's it's grown into another, you know, uh, an entertainment thing that makes it more, you know, entertaining for a broader demographics, which is really cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like, they're talking about next year, because we've had so many runaways, like only um... – I want to say six out of the last 30 years has the title come down to the last race. And usually one of these guys, you know how it is, the attrition rate, everybody gets hurt. Uh, Ryan Dungey gets on a roll, Carmichael Stewart, whatever. So what they're talking about for next year. That was well put, Carmichael Stewart, whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like whoever it is, like MC for all yeah. those years, whatever champion you want, they're so good yeah. at the sport that they run away with this thing or, or injury strike and one guy is left standing. So what they're talking about is doing like a chase format starting next year. Where the, I don't know what the number will be, but maybe said, let's say it's seven races to win the Supercross title. Now, I know the traditionalists are up in arms, and I've been doing this. This is my 20th year of following the races and I grew up racing and everything else. But I get the, inter- like, we're here at the end of the day to entertain people. And if the if the points race being tight entertains people, then let's do it, you know? I, mean, I know it sucks for these racers that 
you know, put in the 17 weeks and and want to win this title and everything. But in the end of the day, let's look for entertainment. Let's look at trying to change things in our sport to maybe bring more more um, um, entertainment to it. That that's the bottom well, you line. You just opened up my eyes. I don't. I'm I'm not even following you. What are, what are you saying that there's not going to be like heat races in a no 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 no. What they're going to do is like like a NASCAR chase. I don't know how much you follow NASCAR. I, I don't really, but yeah. Um, the yeah, last they're going to like reset the points after 10 rounds. And the last seven will be for the championship, for the Supercross title. So you got to qualify to get in, uh, either via race wins or in the points. Let's say they take the top ten in the points at the end of ten races. And now they reseed them. They, they give you the points leader will get a little bit of a handicap, a five- or ten-point lead. And now it's the last seven races. Let's go for the Supercross title. This Ooh, is I like that. Yeah, and... Like, I know Ryan Dungey may not like it, but he's got a, over a one-race lead in the points already. and he's Anybody who's winning is not going to like no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, the 10th the, the place person, uh, you know, how many ever, the last place qualifier is going to love it. Right. The first place, first place qualifier is going to hate it because he worked already to get to that point. It's I know. the way it goes. But I like the entertainment. But it makes it yeah. more entertaining for the, uh, the people watching. I like it. Yeah, no. So that's one of the things where I'm like thinking, like, yeah, well, let's 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 make it entertaining for people because yeah. Those... You know, one thing I find out that's more confusing still to mm. people: what? what are the names of the classes? Because <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it was two fifty and one twenty five for mm-hmm. so long, you know, and right. now it's four fifty and two fifty. But what are the names? I know they've changed it like throughout. The, I mean, no. it really doesn't. It hadn't kind of seeded in as this is the motocross class. Or right. This is the no, I'm with super you. Super lights. What what do you have? What do you call them, man? Well. We, used, we had a terrible decision when the four strokes came in. Obviously, the CCs changed. But somewhere along the line, someone made a terrible decision to call them Supercross class and Lights class. That's gone right. now. Now it's 450SX right. and 250SX. So it's a little more, it makes a little more sense now. But we did have, in the course of six or seven years, we had three different class names. We had 250s for the big bikes. Then we had Supercross right. class. And now we have 450SX. So I'm with you. We had name changes for like... You know, in ten years, we had three different name changes. So, Gosh. that you're you're also right. Like that's another reason that, you know. So when I write things about like Jeremy McGrath, I write that he was a 450 SX champion because that was 250 back in the day, but now it's 450. You know what I mean? To keep things, try to keep things, uh, you know, the same. Uh, less confusing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, hey, let's go way back. Uh, for we don't have you for too much time, so I appreciate you doing this. Uh, let's go way back. How did you get into dirt bike racing? How did you start riding a dirt bike? Oh my gosh, man! I had an older brother, five years older. Had to outdo him at everything we did. <laughs> and he rode dirt bikes, and um, I was like, I'm going to ride dirt bikes, and I'm going to beat you. And uh, sure enough, I did. Okay, and I never quit. Uh, but I grew up with uh, in, in, in racing uh, a lot of the tracks in Florida and Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, riders like Danny Storbeck, uh, oh, Billy wow. Thorn. Um, I can go back to good friends of mine. Storbeck, uh, you know, Billy Billy Whitley, Storbeck, uh, wow. Dennis Hawthorne, Brian Abernathy. Uh, I mean, I can go back. Uh, Carol Richardson. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So these are the guys that yeah I mean, you raced against. Yeah, Jeff Emig, um, you know, there's just tons of people, and and uh, I mean, I can go down the whole list, and uh, it's it's amazing that uh, you know a lot of their families are still racing out there too, you know, but uh, a lot of new ones too, a lot of yeah. kids coming from overseas that you know didn't come so much back in the day, and, and there's riders all around the world, so it shows you the influence of uh, motocross in general, how it's grown, you know. Yep. 
Were you always Supercross, Supercross, and everything? So were you always torn between trying to race and ride? And obviously, that's expensive. I don't know if you come from a family that had money or not. But then you also obviously got into into rap and DJing and making your own beats and things like that. So was it always one of those things where you were kind of torn between the two? Yeah. Yes, uh, they really didn't interfere because when I saw my first big paycheck, you know, um, from music, I was like, um, <laughs> it's been fun riding right. and, um, you know, love it. I'm not going to, I'm going to miss it a little bit, but I can ride here and there. <laughs> <laughs> but this makes me money. And also you don't get hurt. You also don't get hurt. Right. No, I love moto, man. And I've, that's the funny thing about it is I've never quit riding throughout all the years, man. I, I carried on my uh, world tour to the extreme world tour. Uh, even back in the day, I had a complete full semi truck full of dirt bikes, you know, um, and I would find the local tracks and go riding Oh no way! In the, <laughs> everywhere around everywhere. I mean, you know, it's, it's been fun. Uh, even Mike Jones, uh, Grayson Goodman, uh, she's man, uh, Jason Upshaw, uh, I mean, I, I've, we've wow. traveled together yeah. and done so many different. They, they'll pop in on me on tour, rock star for the concert, and then we're going riding the next day on Sunday. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Race Tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort. So it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all 
all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Is it one of those things, uh, when you look back at your career, your life, it's freaking amazing, man. Like um, that. Like for example, Ice Ice Baby. Everybody knows the words to that song. It is. It's still popular today. And I imagine when you're on tour right now. By the way, your VanillaIce.com. Uh, I saw all your tour dates. People can check you out. Isn't it? Is it surreal to look back and be like, that was me, man. I was in that machine. I was the biggest star in the world. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. <laughs> I don't think that's an exaggeration. Um, you know, for for a year or whatever it was, like God, I'm a, to think back at those times must be just amazing. Um, I yeah, it's it still is amazing when you think back of it, at it. But uh, I don't know, kind of the way I live my life, like I I'm entertained by it. Like when I see like like I still love the Ninja Turtles, right? Yep. Yeah, I know. I see <laughs> this. Yeah, best. yeah. <laughs> and when I see myself like with those old baggy pants and like Z Cavricci pants and like the, the the shaved eyebrow or the zigzag hairdo or even seeing a, a 5.0 Mustang, you know, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it amazes me still. And I just kind of sit back and laugh you right. know, because I used to be embarrassed by it after it was all over, you know, for a while. And now I look back and like, that was awesome. You know, I still love the turbos. I don't care. But uh, yeah. it's been a hell of a ride. And, 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 and I live off of a really simple philosophy, though, that keeps, keeps me grounded, you know. Um, it's, it's yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. And I just really, I take life day by day. So... I lost my ego many times, many years ago, and uh, it's neat and funny and entertaining to kind of look back and see all that stuff, you yeah. know, but uh, it doesn't really do anything for me. I, I still have drive and ambition, which, which fuels me to, uh, you know, wake up every day with a smile on my face and, and go out and tackle whatever I have on my plate for the day. And, uh, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, if you live life by these little phrases, you just you just find yourself being much more happy and much more successful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I truly believe smiles are contagious. So I try my best every day to wake up with a smile and go to sleep with one. So it's a simple philosophy, but it works. Um, and and yeah. it helps build your ambition and your drive and, Mm -hmm. And it gives you a meaning and a purpose. So that's 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 a there you go thousands of dollars worth of therapy. <laughs> <in your life. laughs> yeah, yeah, you just boiled it all down for us. Well, there was You're a right. time, there was a time like the surreal life era where yeah, you didn't want anything to do with Ice Ice Baby, but like you're on tour now and you're doing it and you're putting smiles on people's faces. And like it sounds like you're in a really good place as far as all that goes. Like you you know what it was, you know what it is, and but you're still like down with it, you know. And and you're still recording. You had you know it wasn't that long ago that you had a new disc out. Um, by the way, the disc I just dated myself with saying disc, but yep, um, disc cassette disc, yeah, yep. Yeah, but you but but Download. this is cool. yeah, but this is cool for you now, right? Like you're, you've embraced this, what you were and what you are now. It sounds sounds like it's a good oh, you're in a good place. Yeah, and listen, I don't take anything too serious. I don't take myself too serious. Mm -hmm. I love life. You have to fight for your own happiness, and if you let the world suffocate you, it will. Because it doesn't let up. We're all we all have to. Even though I'm the oldest teenager in town, we still have to accept <laughs> responsibilities as an adult. 
and you have to be, you know, pay your bills, and it's kind of a lousy thing to have to do. You know, it's like doing homework when you're in high school. It just sucks, but, you know, <laughs> you got to do all these things, or it, it'll suffocate you. So you kind of fight for your happiness, man, and uh, I feel like I'm living the dream. And if I'm not living the dream, I'm chasing the dream, because that, to me, is living the dream. I always have to have something to chase, you know, and yep. that's, you know, and I, 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 that's what it's all about is to just find an inner peace and happiness and uh kind of a routine to enjoy life and uh i've seen to figure my own out and yeah. uh you know i had a weekend that lasted a few years i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> and it it, it, uh, it it makes you who you are you know we are who we are because of who we were and everything that's happened whether positive or negative i, I turn them all into positives by saying you know what i'm never going back down that road again right or, uh, and that makes it a positive because you learn. So it's it's just a uh, life is uh, ups and downs, and you got to have the downs to make the ups the ups. So um, yeah, I just look at it like that, and I'm I'm on a wave, man. I'm gonna ride it till it hits the shore, and then I'll swim back out and catch another wave. At what point? <laughs> at what point? Uh, this is a really good uh, therapy talk, Rob. I like it. Um, uh, I think it's working more for me. I know. <laughs> hey, at what point were you into the? Um, um, world tour when you saw your bio and someone said you were a multi-time national motocross champion that you were like ah oh, shit why'd they say that why'd they say that oh, because that ain't the only thing they said oh really oh man i remember <laughs> a whole yeah. bunch more man because i i had to answer to these see you gotta understand when i'm 16 years old i wrote ice ice baby i never heard of what a publisher was right. or a, right. a, a, you know all these clothing people are clothing me and telling me how to say things and where to stand i, I became a puppet really quick yeah. But if you're paid millions of bucks, you think these people know what they're talking about sure. and what they're doing, and you just kind of follow the lead. And then you look at your bank account, and you're like, uh, yeah, okay, I guess we're doing it right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you don't know. And uh, I was the first guy out there out of the box. You know, a lot of people can use my career to kind of study off of. But, you know, I was uh, the most selling hip-hop artist of all time and still is, you know, I sold 160 million records. There's oh no real, God. there's no real right. course or a, uh, instruction manual for that. You know? <laughs> right. so for me, uh, it was like, I had to just kind of tread that water on my own and figure it out on my own. And it was like, you know, throwing a piece of meat to a pack of wolves. But, uh, yeah. I, I look at it like, you know what, it, it, it is what it is. It makes you who you are, and uh, and, and I'm happy who I am. So it's a, it's a fun experience, and, and to be honest with you, it's all just entertainment. So yeah. uh, I'm glad that people are entertained, you know. Yeah, is the tour going well? Everything, like, uh, the, again, your tour dates are up there, and uh, people tour can check it out. It's going so amazing that I just found out yesterday that I'm running for the president of the United States. <laughs> I saw your Twitter, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's this funny. thing went viral, man, and uh, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then I looked at the picture, I'm like, that is awesome. If I could only find those pants, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. Right? Uh, yeah, the pants, man. God, um, are those? Well, you talk about like going down, you know, some dark times and some, you know, like a weekend that lasted a few years. But I would challenge anyone, anyone in the world, to to break open like you did, have the success you did, and not like either fall down that rabbit hole or not change or not be changed. It it had to be a life for you know, like I said, for three or four years that was that would change anyone in the world. And, and you know, and so I just think it's got to be one of those things where you just Again, it would affect anybody in a certain way, and not always good. No, and you're right. I mean, that's what makes it all, you know, a great thing is that 
you know, you're a survivor and you're here and you've you've done well and you look back and go, mm-hmm. wow, that was a that was a tough whoop-de-doo section I just <laughs> went through and you kind of you kind of look back at it and you're like, wow, they're peaked and freaked, you know? It's like that was tough and that's kind of the way I look at my life, you know? And sometimes uh, some parts about my life I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and then some parts are so glamorous and, and 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 enjoyable that you know they are everlasting memories that will last forever and you know. Those moments are what I call the the you know the the purpose for living moments you know where you you just you look back and you go that was awesome or you know uh, and and you can do it with photographs or you can mm-hmm. do it with music or and, and you know uh, music will trigger a memory you know, like a photographic memory and you can tap back in like with Ice Ice Baby plays you can remember you know who you were dating in high school oh, or maybe yeah. you ripped out your back seat and put in 15 inch subwoofers <laughs> and maybe you needed to tighten your license plate up, you know, every week because it was rattling, you know, uh, rocking yeah. falls gate amps. I mean, I can go back, you know, and it's, it's so cool to see it. And then, you know, I got kids now I'm married and, and everything and it's, it's cool. That's the real meaning of life, by the way, anyway, uh, yeah. family and friends, man. And like I said, as far as my career goes, all that's just an entertainment thing. You know, it's, to me, it's kind of an artificial life. That is, it's you, it's me, but it's 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 kind of you know it's yeah. an artificial life, and then I have my real life, yeah, yeah, my yeah. close friends, my family, and it's as normal as it could be, man. And I go do construction, and wake up and get my coffee and go to work, man. That's how we do it, you know. Never stop moving, and uh, it makes it fun to live. That's my purpose and my meaning, you know, family and friends, and uh, enjoying life. I'd like to take a survey of all the construction workers, as you call yourself, Rob, in the world that have dated Madonna. Let me take a survey and see. <laughs> Excuse me, all you on the job site here, put your hands up if you dated Madonna. <laughs> so, You're nuts, man. Oh, funny. Great. Um, well, uh, it's just one of those things, man. Hey, by the way, too, uh, hard to swallow with Ross Robinson. Um, I like that. That was good. That was good stuff. Um, I couldn't believe I sold two million records with that. Oh, did it really? It, was, it sold it was, well. I didn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I liked incredibly it. because. Uh, it, it was a slow selling record because it was so, you know, impactful that people were like, that's vanilla ice. No way. Mm-hmm. And it was my therapeutical record. So, you know, for me, it's, uh, it's all poetry. I love poetry by the way, which is why I got into music. I, I have a very huge fascination with poetry since way, way back, even in the motocross days, I, I just loved it from Edgar Allan Poe to, just poetry. So yep. that's what it is to me. And, and, and hip hop and, and uh, you know, rhyming and all that is, is poetry to me. Music is poetry. Yep. Yep. And, you know, that's, that's been the adventure. And uh, it took me to this point where I learned that music can be therapeutical. And uh, I made a, a record to, that I, when I listened to it, was very depressing. But at the time, <laughs> it, 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 it allowed me to get a lot of demons off my, my yeah. shoulders and uh, off my back. And, you know, stuff that you don't feel like talking about in a, r- a group of people or in a room with people because it's kind of depressing thoughts that kind of marinate into in your system from things that have happened in your life. And they just kind of fester there. And I realized for the first time when I made it hard to swallow that I can use this music as an outlet to get this out of me mm-hmm. and kind of tell the world my thoughts and feelings and, and things. And, and, and it just it, it showed me, you know, the the impact of music and uh I, yeah i wrote this record and and i went in there and i, and I was with ross robinson uh and I, and, he, and i go man i go he goes I, he could see that i had a problem yep. like, I, I just came back and he's like you read I, I was like 
He's like, you ready to get in and record? And I said, no. And he goes, why not? <laughs> no. I, go, I, go, because, I go, because everything I'm writing is depressing. He goes, what? Because he had me in this mood, man. Mm-hmm. He had a way of tapping into all these dark elements inside you that make it just come out. And you're at this state of, of writing. You know, you think of a, a writer who wants to tap into his creative element. He has to kind of hibernate in the mountains in a house somewhere. And hopefully that he triggers some kind of creative thing to where he can write his masterpiece novel. It's the same thing with music. And Ross had me at this point where I felt like it was just horrible. Nobody wants to hear depressing music. You want to hear music to be happy and dance and fun, right? Right. And uh, apparently that wasn't what this record was about. (laughs) This record was about therapy and being real and and tapping into something that is orchestrated by one of the biggest geniuses in music ever, Ross Robinson. And he orchestrated this thing and pulled pulled this out of me, and and I listened to it. I I mean, it it was amazing. I mean, it was a work of art to me. And... um, and I, I have people that now that come out after they listen to this record, like it's changed their life, wow. you know, because every music that I've ever written, like Ice Ice Baby, Play That Funky Music, mm-hmm. your Rap, Stop That Train, those are dance songs, happy, fun, they, they create memories and, and, and they're mainstream, but this record had a, had something else all about it, uh, uh, Darkness, that uh, helped me exercise my demons and just m- pull something out of me that, that became almost like magic. And it was like Ross Robinson sprinkled some fairy dust on it, and some magic happened during the process of this. And yep. as a result, I see my fans that come out. Um, there's this one guy from New York City. His name is Joe. <clears throat> He's got tattoos of vanilla ice all over his entire body. Oh, Lyrics, all kinds of portraits. There's no other tattoo on his body except <laughs> from head to toe, every leg, every ice. arm, all over his neck, his back, his stomach, everything completely. There's no other tattoo other than a vanilla ice tattoo. And, you know, I'm thinking, jeez, he comes to every show, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, dude, this is weird, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what would cause anybody to do that? Why would you do that? You know, that's crazy. <laughs> right. that's nuts. And I get to know him because I'm fascinated with why he would do that. And I, I start to know him by his first name basis. He comes to every freaking show. He's a good-looking kid, you know. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> what the hell, and, dude? Um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And uh, he starts telling me, you know, he goes, bro, you don't understand. Uh, Hard to Swallow changed my life. You know, the song he wrote called Scars, mm-hmm. uh, It, uh, I had a, a very similar experience in my life that uh, I tried to tried to kill myself. And your song, I owe you my life. I, I owe you my whole life, man. Wow. I go, you don't owe me your life. What are you talking about? And he goes, dude, your song saved my life. I have a kid now, a wife, a daughter, and I'm the happiest guy on the planet. And I learned that from your music. And I was like, wow. And I realized yeah. at that point that, you know, that is the impact of what me writing these words up at Indigo Ranch in Malibu, uh, translated through the music and, and then out and they bought it and then it, it, it affected someone's life. Like right, that? right. Really? <laughs> Damn. Then I realized the power of music. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was that was that record for me. So yeah, and yeah. Ro- and, and Ross Robinson in the moto too. Ross is a, Ross is a moto guy. Ross is in moto. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, he's dude, he is. Guy. Yep. Oh man, that's right. He's about crippled almost. He's he's had some pretty gnarly wipeouts. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been he's he's had a few yard sales. Dude, you should drop hard to sw- <laughs> you should drop hard to swallow on some of these fans on the newest tour and watch them just sit there. 
Oh my God! They would they would they would set their head on fire. I know, but it was good. I'm, 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 <laughs> people check it out if you want. I'm sure it's on iTunes. Uh, it's it's Ice as you've never really heard him before. But if you, if you didn't know it was the guy from Ice Ice Baby, you 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 know it's 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 a it's 180 degrees different. And uh, but it's good. So. Oh man, thanks. And it's yeah, it's orchestration, you know, and um, it goes into another element. But uh, there's you know some great musicians I worked with on there: Shannon Larkin from Godsmack, um, Doug Ardito from Puddle of the Mud, Puddle of Mud. Yep. Uh, you got um, so many. Wasn't like, there a corn guy? Musicians. Wasn't there a corn guy? Yeah, on that? corn, Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I mean, so many uh, Slipknot. Slipknot guitar player. I mean, just so many people from these big badass bands that just were so honored to jump in. And you know, what's another thing that was great is we did the whole vocal session, guitar session, drum session, all one take. Everything was live. Wow. Jeez, and it was amazing in the studio. Usually, you'll stack all that and have to come back and get a clean sound, but uh-huh. it just it just fell together that way. We had intended to come in there and lay the tracks and make it clean and do it all right, and then. When we started practicing, it sounded so perfect and so raw and just real. Ross was like, get in the studio now and mic everything up and let's do this. And it, that's that's the fairy dust, man. We marinated up, you know, for a good two and a half months up on the top of uh, Indigo Ranch Mountain, which is burned down now Yeah, but uh, from the fires. But uh, we, we went up there and just never came down camped out the whole time and made a magical record it was great man thanks for bringing that up yeah no i i think it was underrated i was driving i was a mechanic then and driving around in a box fan and i listened to it a lot a lot back then i tell you what for motocross people this record will get you going it has an energy that translates when you hear it just listen to it at level 10 (laughs) that's about yep yep and and go go to the motocross track with your dirt bikes in the back and when you open the door, keep it jamming mm-hmm. and unload your bikes, keep it cranked, and then get out and gear up and go on the track. You will have so much energy that you never imagined. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It works. Yeah, no, you, you I get I, pumped, man. You're like, I'm going riding. Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, well, we'll it, it is. No, I agree. Uh, two more questions, but we'll wrap it up. Uh, one, one is the Suge Knight story true? Ice. That's I gotta know. Is that no. true? If I had to answer that with a simple yes or no, I would say no okay. because there is some there is some truth to it. Okay. They've stretched it. Yeah, they, yeah, they've stretched it throughout the years. Well, you never on. hung me over no balcony. There's <laughs> just a bunch of dumb details that I'm I laugh about and right. I let people run with it because it sounds entertaining to them. But they polished the story up, the media. Yeah, and um, they added some some of their own elements to it. Uh, I look at it in a positive way, you know, because I I invested in some of the greatest hip hop music ever mm-hmm. in the history of the world. You know, with with the funding of my record came the Chronic record, uh, Dr. Dre, yeah, Snoop Dogg, yep. uh, Tupac, hello. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it, it went to some great historical hip-hop music that is iconic. And uh, so, you know, and, I, and like I said, I ended up with way more than I ever ended up with. I've made great investments. I didn't end up like MC Hammer. I mean, you know, it's, it's yep. it, it, uh, there's no bitterness with me. So there's, you know, I made the right moves. And uh that was one of them. So, uh, well, yeah. it's, it's on your Wikipedia page. Story. It must be true. It's on your Wikipedia. It's got to be true. <laughs> yeah, everything on Wikipedia right. is true, don't you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Jeez, man, I've, I swear I saw a pig flying over my house before. <laughs> 
Um, and to bring this thing around to Moto before we wrap it up, and I thanks thanks for your time. What was your best race ever? Do you have a race that stood out for you? Even any time um, that stood out for you as just one that you you know rode great in, or, or you know a couple of motos? Or... I've got a few of them. Uh, Ponca City, mm-hmm. um, that was great. Um, of course, Loretta Lynn's. That was great. Um, probably my favorite would be the Florida Winter Am series. Okay. Yeah, that was really good. Um, just a great experience, and I did pretty good there. So, and I did good at Ponca. It rained all the whole time at Loretta's. Oh, gee, yeah, uh, both, of course, right. <laughs> I mean, I rode there a few times. It rained a lot, but uh, anyway, it was a fun mud race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What kind of but, uh, what brand did you ride when you were? Young, what were you always? Um, were you always I was on Kawasaki. Oh, always on Kawasaki. Yeah. Team, team Green, and uh, I can remember, man, um, at Loretta's, my bike must have weighed probably a <laughs> thousand pounds. You know, yeah. the mud was the kind of mud that had that little bit of clay mix in it, so it would stick to you instead of just kind of fall off, and it was hard to clean off. Even with a water hose, it wouldn't just fall off. You had to like get your hand in there <laughs> and just, pull it off. Right. It was like, yeah, like. Duck on clay. Oh, I know. It's still it's still like that if it rains there. It's still horrible. Here in Florida, though, you go, you know, you go, and if it's a sloppy race or whatever, the mud kind of falls off. You yeah, know, you yeah. Get that kind of sugar sand mixture with it, but that clay up there, boy, and that raw dark dirt, that stuff just sticks like glue. Oh man. Well, uh, DIY DIY. I don't know. Why I'm struggling with that. DIY Network Vanilla Ice Project. Uh, check it out, everybody. And uh, it's a really cool st- uh, show. And and again for me i learn a bunch because i don't know any of that crap so it's it's pretty interesting to me and uh vanillaice.com you're on tour now so that's fantastic you're running for president um you're acting <laughs> <laughs> lots going on with you um you know the scariest thing is the two votes i'm gonna get <laughs> right? yeah, it really <laughs> <are> is those people <laughs> oh that's funny uh racer x podcast and uh, thanks for your time uh rob i really appreciate it and uh, good luck with everything and uh, we'll see you i'm sure at a supercross uh, down the road Right on, brother. Good, t- good chatting with you, man. Always up for a little moto talk, and uh, it's been fun. So uh, enjoy everything, and we'll see you at the races. Sounds good. Bye. All right, guy. Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, 
And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey, hey.